Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 232 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie Fresh back from a Tenacious D concert. Tenacious D, don't lie. I, uh, you, you were worried about me making this appearance this morning, weren't you? When I, little, little I got boy. up, I got up, and I checked Twitter, bleary-eyed, and I saw your tweet at Chris Pendleton um, during the concert. I was like, he was at a Tenacious D concert last night. I was like, oh, I mean, that means a pretty light, late night for Willie, but he was here. I'm he ready. Walked, I'm fresh. I'm rolling. He walked through the doors at <laughs> seven o'clock. Now he's gonna leave at probably eleven thirty this morning. We got meetings today. Don't freaking. Fire. Oh yeah. Um, That's right. Pendleton. Pendleton texted me when he saw the the that I was at the Tenacious D concert. He's like, if they play Wonder Boy, you better send me a Snapchat. And they didn't play Wonder Boy, so I sent him tribute. Uh, tribute, which is it's a pretty good one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's those guys, the couch probably don't even know what Tenacious D even is. Do you is. even know what yes, Tenacious D Yes, know what it is. Yes. Okay, so they do know. Just not a huge fan. Just not a big fan. Kyle's all out on comedy. Can you not be a big fan of the D? So anyways, um, coming up today, pretty cool. Have another recruit announce their decision live on Flow Wrestling. This time, Anthony Artelona, Florida's own. He was bench pressing palm trees. <clears throat> Just two weeks ago. What was that? Was that fake? That I don't think so. He was carrying a tree over his head. They, it, it wasn't fake. It wasn't fake. <laughs> How do you carry a tree over your head? Are they, are they very, very dead? strong. Okay, are palm trees less dense? If that was oak, he ain't carry that. Ain't Maybe they are. It was not an oak tree. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what Nomad, I'm saying. this needs... I'll, re- I'll ask him today. I'll ask him, can you carry an oak tree over your head? No, so don't ask him that. Ask that him no, we don't tree. care about the oak tree. We know the oak tree answer. We're trying to figure out what was that tree that he was holding. See, How did he do it? You're doubting that Anthony Artelone is strong enough to carry an oak tree over his head. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll uh, ask him at the palm tree today. I'm skeptical. You give him one simple task, I feel like he's going to mess this up. <laughs> oh, he, you know, this morning he walks in. And, uh, exasperates me immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Immediately exasperated. Because all right. So the oak tree thing. What you you know the density of oak trees versus palm trees. No, I'm messing with you because you're like, well, how denser? How denser palm trees? Like, yes, of course he couldn't lift up a freaking oak tree. Okay. Duh. He walks in this morning with these this trivia that 
women's zippers are on the other oh, side. Yeah. Women's women's zippers are on the other side than men's. Which I had no idea. So it's it is very they walk in, it's probably like ninety degrees right now. It is brutally humid and disgusting. And they walk in with long sleeves. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, it's cold in here. It's true. It is very cold it's in, freezing. in our office. And so we're I, making fun of them. We're making fun of them. And then Kyle makes fun of me because I have this like a zip up hoodie that I have that I just throw on when I get a little chilled. And it might, I don't know whose it is. <laughs> it could be my wife's, but it's just It is a, Christian. Huh? It is your wife. But it they is. said, I, like, you know, but yeah. anyways, Kyle, Kyle said he identified that it was his wife's because the no, zippers. Are, nomad said nomad. that. Nomad. Because he identified that the was zippers because on the was, wrong side. It was very small and very tight on Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a, it's almost like it's just a, like a little blanket you put on, but it's just the sleeves are a little. Also, short. I'm doing more research, and it appears Nomad's correct. I know. I know that's that's uh, even worse though. The zippers are on a different side. Did no everyone know, know that it's zippers? Are we are the only people that didn't know this? Is women, everyone, are you in your car like? Just shaking your heads at how stupid we are that we didn't know this. I know. I feel like because it, like, it feels like in thirty-two years this would have come up. Is it a is it a generally known fact that women's zippers are on the other one side and men are on the other? Remember, I dress my daughter daily. I've never noticed that zipper up in a little coat. When I was a kid, I, when I was a kid, they said if you had if a dude had an earring on one side, it was okay. If a dude had it was a sign it was gay. That's true. But both sides. That, that's not true. Well, I think it was true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not big on I never fashion. understood that one. Like, A, it well, doesn't matter. And B, like, why Why does it matter which side? Like, I don't know. How we why does it matter? Okay, so you say, why does it matter? Why does it matter about zippers? Well, apparently. And this goes for buttons, too. It goes for buttons down your shirt. And Christian looked it up. He was like, is this possibly true? And apparently it has something to do with breastfeeding. Yeah, which is a good time to transition to a different topic altogether. <laughs> strong start to the show. Very strong. Very strong. So, article yesterday that I thought was really interesting. Pretty nerdy. This, nerdy. this simulation article, this professor just emails uh, me and then Spay out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I, so I simulated NCAAs 10,000 times, if you're curious. <laughs> He sends a he sends us this massive spreadsheet, and we're like, "Cool!" So Spay is on that intellectual wavelength that I'm not. So he synthesized it for the common man, and uh, turns out it's gonna be a pretty close team race, according to the uh, the simulation, which has uh, Penn State 127 average score, Ohio State 123, and basically this model. Um, which we kind of already knew, suggests that there's really no one else with a shot at, at winning a title. Well, <coughs> I like it, and I like that people are nerding out, but for me it's it's sort of like going down that rabbit hole. Like, On one hand, it's like, duh, right? It's going to be close between two teams. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, this simulation's based on historical placings of seeds. Right, and then I think there is some factored in with like just how the team does, how the team performs the seed, maybe. So what they do is, you know, if I don't know, Tayshawn Campbell's seed eleventh, it's like what historically does eleventh seed do or get or 
Yada, yada, yada. So it has Penn State four points ahead of Ohio State. And then for third and fourth, Michigan three points ahead of Okie State. <clears throat> so I listen. I encourage you to listen to Tom Ryan's interview on Askren and Rollins podcast. But I'm kind of like. Put some respect on her name. Tell me what the name the, is. The T. Rowan Funky Show. T. Rowan Funky Show. Um, no one calls Tommy Rollins T. Row, though. I know. No one calls Ben Askren funky nah. either. Anyways, um, I'm kind of like, I think Ohio State's going to do it. It's like a feeling thing. Because you listen to Tom Ryan? Yes. That's a great, which is a great reason to. But I don't know. It's in Cleveland. Kyle, Kyle Cleveland Snyder. Rocks. What if it comes down to Kyle Snyder last match? He's just going to come out. I swear at some point he's just going to run out with an American flag <laughs> at some point. At some point it's going to. I think Is Kyle going to be the last match? Probably not, unless they can, unless it somehow can make it, like, with the team. It would make more sense if it was like something like seventy four with or Bo Miles, or or Bo Hall. It just depends. Be great. It would be what if great. It's Neville's. Here's <laughs> okay. What if it's Neville Snyder for the title? Yeah. And it's Kyle's last match in college ever. Right. That would be – but one thing, let's say we're projecting the entire NCAA tournament yeah. and saying that, too, if, if we start at 84 and it was Miles and Bo Nickel, then you wrap all the way around and finish at 74 mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. Bo Jordan, Mark Hall, that would be pretty sweet, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But, yeah, I'm kind of feeling it. So what are the takeaways from that pr- simulation article? Anything else other than it's going to be really close? No. No. Uh, I like – no. Not many other takeaways, I suppose. It doesn't um, factor in bonus, right? It just I, It's just seeds. It's just and, seeds. And historical seed performance and historical team performance. Yeah. I, don't think ben, I don't think bonus points are going to factor in this tournament. <laughs> it's a joke. Get it, guys? Because Penn State pins everybody. So they what did – I, I don't like want to spoil. The, I like the like max the like max min part of it where it's like, what what could P- Penn State or Ohio State uh, potentially get as high as? What was that? Do you remember? It was in the uh, it was in like the one forties, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it it seems like the the scoring record's not going to be threatened this year, and it, it makes me wonder. And one thing I thought. With the, with the NCAA scoring record, everyone thought coming into this year with Suriano, Penn State had a shot, and I believe that they did. Yeah. Without him, I don't think it's possible. But <clears throat> I, I feel like for this year, Ohio State is maybe not better positioned to win NCAAs, but they're in better position to win. If, if either, any team's going to get the scoring record this year, it's it's them. Well, if you're doing um, – I don't think this scoring record is going to be in jeopardy, but if no. you're doing if you're doing projections based on – Seeds like the simulation did, or just projections based on rankings. Um, who are the X factors right now that gives a gives a bump? Um, it would be Nick Lee, right? Yeah, because Nick, Nick Lee's the one that's not counted in any of this. Right, Nick Lee is, and Ohio State has everybody accounted for. Correct, correct, and I, you know. Yeah, my take on Nick Lee is known at this point. I think he's gonna do great right away for for Penn State. So yeah, and I that's guess true. is Keener ranked? He is actually. 
What? Low. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, simulation, projection on team scores based on rankings are here. You know, Ohio, Penn State, Ohio State, neck and neck. But Nick Lee, not factored in, so keep that in mind. Right. But, you know, I wonder how much is Keyshawn Hayes factored in? How much okay. Is- yeah, there's a good one. And, and Keyshawn Hayes and... Pletcher, 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 I feel is undervalued. Now he still gets points because he's like ranked ninth or something. Yes, um, but well, Keyshawn's ranked also. Keyshawn's ranked high. Mm-hmm. Well, what? He's top ten. He's top ten. Mm-hmm. All right. Well then. So they are factored <coughs> incremental. In a way. Yeah, they're factored in. But Cra- still upside. Crazy talented squad. Pound for pound rankings came out for NC two A Division One. Uh, <laughs> what? I just I love. It it's it's a fun argument, Snyder uh, Snyder Zane. Yeah, like, it immediately makes me chuckle because I know exactly. It's just like diametrically opposed viewpoints. Right. So, first of all, um, since the beginning of time, or when I started doing these rankings, and I think this is probably true for every college ranker, you don't factor in freestyle results to college wrestling. First of all, so Kyle Snyder. He's not ranked number one because he won the Olympics and Worlds twice and beat Sajalayev. Sajalayev is not factored in here. Right. He, he was number one based on his folk style resume. When he beat Gwizdowski, who was then the number two pound for pound behind Daringer, he bumped, he jumped ahead. Okay, that's when he passed Zane Rutherford when he had that incredible win. Okay, and he's been ahead of Zane since that time. Since he beat Quiz, he's been ahead of him. And what has happened that would cause Zane to to bump him and I mean pound for pound and rankings are based on head-to-heads who's you you know who quality wins I mean oh well Snyder has Snyder has higher placings right it, where Zane has a five Snyder has a two two so one I mean you could you could say that Zane has the best overall well it's not probably not even debatable. He's the best overall win against Logan Steber, uh, yeah. but it, that that loss was avenged twice afterwards, right? So, does that factor in? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but with with Kyle, everyone wants to talk about bonus points, bonus points, bonus points. Okay, yeah, I get it. Zane scores more bonus, but to me, it, it what Kyle does is more impressive. The guy doesn't have competitive matches ever. He's not winning uh, heavyweight. He's not he's not winning triple overtime thrillers. Well, yeah, last you know last two years, he's not having triple overtime thrillers with Sorensen. He's not having a two one match against a Kalika type. He's just unmatched. He hasn't been in a close match since Gwizdowski. Well, well, what I'm saying when I say heavyweight and ninety seven, you just don't see guys put up that many points at that weight ever. No. Like, it's an all-time type of of level of uh, offensive proficiency. Right. At those weights. Right, yeah. I mean, normally, that's not the, the clip of scoring, but he's just transcendent in so many ways. So, yeah, Kyle's ahead of ahead of Zane um, based on his folk style merits. And uh, I think he belongs there. If you thought Zane should be one, I don't think you're stupid. The guy's 
he won the Hodge last year. Uh, now Hodge is a different ar- uh, uh, argument because the Hodge. Kyle will never win the Hodge. He's not going to win the Hodge. Hodge is in-season performance and volume, and Kyle just doesn't wrestle enough matches. Right. And even if he did, he wouldn't. When, when you're talking about bonus rate and, and um, falls and stuff, Hodge is Hodge is a bonus point competition. Really, mm-hmm. it's it's the best bonus point score that wins NCAs, and uh, you know. Kyle's not going to win that, but he's also the most unchallenged, most skilled guy. Uh, I just think Kyle Snyder is like a like a video game, like a heavyweight that consistently puts up twenty points. Yeah, like frequently gets mu- multiple uh, double digit takedowns in a match. It's yeah. just un- unheard of. Yeah, he's it's it's uh, it looks like drilling out there. In most of his matches, kind of crazy. Um, any other you guys go through? I know we had, well, I'll say we had, uh, NATO. I don't know why we had NATO behind Vincenzo and Mark Hall. That was dumb. Bad ranking by me. Um, he should be ahead of those guys. Nathan Tomasello has lost two matches in two years. Um, both at the NCAA tournament. He's had back to back undefeated regular seasons. And while he didn't win NCAAs, his body of work as a national champion, as a three-time All-American. Uh, well, that's fixed now, right? It's fixed now, right. Um, but it wasn't – the initial upload had him behind both Vincenzo and Mark Hall. Imar still ahead of Chenzo pound for pound? Yeah, kind, kind of a similar thing. That he's lost two matches in, in two years as well. He's won three NCAA titles. Um, shoot, I mean, he's lost two matches his entire career. He's only lost two matches his entire career. So if, if Chinzo beats him again, it, it'll adjust. But right now, that's just those look like outlier losses. More he than owns anything. two wins over the guys that beat him, too. Each. Yes, he has two wins over Nolf and two wins over Chinzo. <laughs> yeah. He's beaten some pretty good guys. Yeah. Also, James Green twice, I want to say, Tell his nice. freshman year. Dylan Nassie and Miller. <coughs> Dylan Nassie and Miller. What a savage. Imar. All right. Savage. Hey. Mass over Valencia? Yeah. Is it, well, is it, he only has one loss, right? Right. I, I think the... Um, yeah, I don't know. <coughs> Mass, what are Mass's losses? So, is Zahid's best win Real Buto? Yeah, probably Real Buto. And Mass's best win is what? Isaac Jordan. Yeah, that could be wrong too. Okay, Kevin Jack over Bojo. That's the last one I'm gonna. That's the last one I got. Kevin Jack over Bojo. Um, stumping him today. Yeah, I'm stumped. I'm stumped today. Well, maybe you go back and vi- revisit those. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the wins or losses are. Then I, you, they could be right. I'm just saying. Um, those are the ones to me that are like. Bo was tough because he got passed in the middle of the year when um, he just wasn't wrestling. Jack had a great regular season, and then they both kind of they both had one loss. I'm pretty sure at NCAA. Yeah, I guess so. The ones that I'm picking out here: Massa over Valencia and Jack over Bojo. They were already established. They were they were ahead in the last ranking. Right. Yeah. Didn't call him out. I'm going to give those another look. 
Thank you for your attention to this matter. <laughs> Nick Suriano at number 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Suriano, just the one loss, quality win over Lezak. Cruz, and too. Cruz. Cruz. Who's ahead of him? Yeah, he is. As he is in the... Uh, it's Cruz is a tough nut to crack when you're doing pound for pound because he had lost to non... I mean... How do you, how often do you figure in non pound for pound losses? For me in high school, a non pound for pound loss um, hurts very badly. Uh, you know, Brandon Sorensen, Miles Martin's ahead of Brandon Sorensen. Miles Martin on the plus side, huge win over a Bo Nickel. Right on the on the downside, he lost to an Emory Parker. Right. So like for me in high school, that would really hurt. Like. Um, for instance, Jordan Decatur really hurt by um, in-state losses to Hunter Costco last year. I knocked him down significantly. Um, uh, David Carr, right? David Carr, it, he was the most frustrating guy to rank in the pound for pound because he lost to good guys. Jaden Maddox, Julian Ramirez. Um, there's another one. Nomad, refresh my memory. There's another oh, one. Did he beat Hovis? He, he lost to Hovis, right? So there's three non-pound-for-pound guys that David Carr lost to, but his resume is so good, and his wins are so good. So it's very difficult to um, to judge him. I, I penalize guys for non-pound-for-pound losses more than you do. Um Maybe, because Miles Martin's 16. I had a brand Sorensen. Well, Sorensen, he lost to Lugo. He lost to... yeah. He lost to Micah on the last, like, month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't uh, impenetrable by any means. So that's pound-for-pound pound rankings. <coughs> Moving on. Um, where do you want to go next? Um, I like uh, – I like you have a list here. I don't know if you're you ready to tackle it. Like yeah. A roster, best wrestle-offs. We should, like, keep it real. That's a great concept. We should keep eye on that and, and identify what the best wrestle-offs situation uh, will be. Now, you know, in college, um, sometimes it's cut and dry. They have a wrestle-off. The winner is a starter. Sometimes they have a wrestle-off, and it's just an indication match. Um and then they go to an open, and they see how they perform the first uh, month or so of the season. So what starting spots have you identified that are tenuous or, or ones to watch? Well, Coach Ryan talked about the Joey McKenna, Keyshawn Hayes situation. They're going to battle it out. Winner picks the weight. And uh, Coach Ryan basically said they're going to sort that out very soon, like I guess maybe even in the preseason here because uh, Joey's going to try to make the – uh, the world team at U23s. So they're going to have that sorted out. And then I guess that way they're not going to, which I think makes sense. It's like, especially when the loser will have to go to a different weight. You don't yeah. want to be holding 41 if you're going 49 for yep. any longer than, than necessary. So I think for that reason, it makes sense to have it done right away. Whereas like a Gilman Clark situation, Gilman's going to, go 25 or nothing because Ramos was at 33 mm -hmm. at that point in time. 
So that's that's probably the mo- in my eyes the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. Bulu Allen, Gio Martinez. Boo is thing is everyone's gonna be like, well, Boo's small, forty one. Gio's kind of a forty one pounder too. Like he's not he's not huge, right, for the weight. Um, like he's not someone that I think could go fifty seven. So I I don't know if size is gonna matter, but I don't know if Bulu Allen will go up, right? Maybe he'll try to fight it out at forty one, but there's Dean there. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't know why a, he would just want to sit behind Dean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, hey, he chose to go to Oklahoma State. No, I know. I'm just saying I just don't see why he wouldn't wrestle off. Right. Video. Right. That a lot of talent on the bench there. Um also Marsden Moore, another Oklahoma State one. Yeah. <laughs> Keegan Moore. Yeah, Keegan Moore versus Andrew Marsden. I I would say probably more well, Marsden pinned him last year in an open. He but, does pin a lot of people. But, I mean, that was Marsden is ago, crazy. So. He's a crazy. <laughs> he was, <laughs> is he was the most the open? insane style. He looked pretty good at the uh, juniors in at Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He just rolls, dude. He, the dude just does. He was in a preposterous match at the scuffle. We got to find this one. Who was it against? <laughs> I don't know if he blew a giant lead or came back from one. I'm pretty sure he bl- he blew it, but it was like I'm. Per- I remember it. Was I, it I against? Sh- it might have been against Schaefer of Army. We'll we got we that. got a fu- not Schaefer. What was that guy's name? Regardless, um, C- crazy match. They wrestled him some as a true freshman at 97, and he. I remember he didn't get majored against Jaden Cox. That was so rare. And then against someone from Army, he hit this nasty spladel. He's fun to watch. Bryce Barnes. That's his name. Bryce Barnes is the Army guy. Schaefer was on Oklahoma State. Okay. Uh, one from Virginia Tech, Lewis and Blees. Well, I don't know how much of this is a – I mean, to be frank, I don't think it's a wrestle-off so much as does Virginia Tech want to wrestle Makai Lewis right away. Because mm. I, I have little doubt that Makai Lewis – is is has surpassed Ryan Blees at this point in time. Um, I hear he's killing it in the room. Um, definite definite sleeper potential there if they pull his red shirt at 157. I think his potential is crazy uh, for Virginia Tech. Okay, Lee Cortez. I mean, you know our feelings on that one. We think that Nick Lee will be the guy. Um, I mean, Cortez. I have something to say about it. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. I, th- I think Cortez could be could be someone at 133, at 141. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't just cut down there, but I don't think he's going to. Hernandez Sherman. What uh, weight is that? 33. Where's Headley? 41. Okay. 41. They're, they're going to be UNC's going to be exciting next year, but they're going to be so young. Young. They're they're going to wrestle a lot of their young guys except Austin O'Connor. When you say next year, you mean this year? Um, and this is a good one. Turk Happel, you know, man, Iowa's situation at 41 for a long time has been weird. I guess a long time. Jeva was there for a while. They had Jeva, and before him, Marion, before him, you know, they've been, they've been decent at that weight for a while. But, yeah, since, since Jeva, I guess, they've been kind of, you know, they, I think, did growth is sucked down at one oh, point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Growth was, was the savior. He was. And the he guy. didn't qualify that year because he didn't have enough matches. It, well, 
was more the Big Ten thing. Well, too. yeah, but he also <laughs> yeah. Well, he couldn't what, get um, a wild card because he didn't. Qualify. They went. They went through a similar situation. <clears throat> Did it not go through a similar situation at forty nine after Metcalf? Like the gap between Metcalf they and had the Ballweg years. Sorensen. They had a, this. Yeah, and, and that's what I think people get spoiled. People get spoiled with the Penn State lineup. You know, the stud at everything. Um, there is even the powers have holes sometimes, right? Uh, Iowa is a national contender. They've had. They've had some problems with 41. They've had some problems with 49. And not problems, I mean, you know, flux. Uh, starters up to Iowa's level. Um, the Penn State comes out with a 25 and 33 that aren't, and maybe a 41 that aren't up to the standards of, of the rest of the lineup. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, it happens. It happens to almost every team every year, even if they win a national title. Yeah, it's it's difficult to keep, you know, every weight solid on a consistent year to year basis. Um, yeah, I think Iowa's going through that in a couple weights, and they're like for Iowa, they're just gonna like they're gonna have some gap years at their lightweights where they're not they're not gonna be as, as great where they haven't run into that problem prior. Um, so Happel and and Vince Turk um, at forty one. I think I think Turk's got the I think he's the he's the guy for Iowa at one forty one. I'd be surprised if I think Happel's just a little bit behind and I think it's gonna be really tough to knock Turk off. And I think I, I Turk's hope, just a little more talented too. Is that like Intel? Or is that No, it's well, I've watched Vince Turk. What, what, what when? When did Vince Turk wrestle? I don't even remember last well, time I saw him. I was at Iowa. I watched him code Daniel Dennis. Okay. Uh, okay, see that was I didn't get that luxury. Yeah. When's the last time Vince Turk wrestled? He got being dinged up last year, right? He, yeah, I think he... Uh, told, Something I, bad. Knee injury, yeah. A season-ending injury. I want to say knee, but I don't know for sure. But yeah, he he didn't. Maybe shoulder. I think it was shoulder. Bracky thinks it was shoulder. Very well could have been. Just all, you can I always just seen him. You can I, always just guess knee or shoulder. And I always like... some chance you'll be right. I always like Turk. Um, and, you know, when... When certain guys go, he's an Izzy style guy, he's a Montini guy. Um, remember the time it was Turk, right? That was beating Pico like eight zero, six zero in Fargo, right? Was he it? He kept him? doing that same thing. I don't think so. I don't think that was Turk. I remember this match specifically. It was he, Turk. Oh wow! I thought that was someone from like Colorado wow. or something. I don't recall. Uh, I, I thought it was Turk, but anyway, you could be right. You know, you go to Iowa, and you always get that. The, the the team always, when a when a decent guy goes to a big time program, they always get that bump in expectation, mm-hmm. right? So if a if a number seventy recruit goes to Iowa, you're like, oh, he's going to coach him up. He's going to be good. If a, if a number seventy guy goes to Penn State, okay, he's going to you know he can do some stuff. Um, so I think that happened with Turk, but then he got injured, um, and I, I haven't seen him wrestle for a long time. You say he's, you were impressed with him in the room. Yeah. I mean, it was one practice for like one hour, but I thought he looked really good, and uh, I think he's going to be their guy at that way. I just think, I think he's better overall. So, yeah. Uh, not a lot, not a ton of juicy wrestle-offs this year. Odd similarities. 
Penn State and Iowa with the 25 situation, 33 situation, 41. Unclear, <clears throat> but more optimistic than the f- previous two. Yes, yes. No question. So, uh, thinking about Ohio State, this Tom Ryan interview, encourage you to listen to it. But he basically says in there, like, hey, we made the decision. The team, we made the, I made the decision, you know, NATO needs to go down. Like, basically, NATO would probably prefer to be at 133, but, you know, for the team, he's he's coming down. That's the best thing for the team this year. And, and Thomas Hill gets that. Same thing with Micah, you know, probably ideally – 149, but he's going to go up to 157 just so they can fit Keyshawn and, and McKinnon into the lineup. So it, it's interesting. You know, I think most coaches do want to, like, give the athletes the, the leeway to decide. But at some point, there, there comes a time where you kind of do have to put your foot down and say, you, you've got to get – you've got to be there. You've got to go to this. You've got to cut you. You need to cut You need to cut So – All right, look. But I think I – think for for Micah, it's the best. It's probably the best move, anyways. I yeah. I mean, the odds of him being Nolf not high, but he he would never beat Zane Rutherford. Like that's just not happening. It's Mm-mm. just a it's just a horrible horrible matchup. You cannot have bottom deficiencies and beat Zane. Period. Okay, so I want to give you a chance. To uh, pick holes in, in my, I picked some holes in your pound for pound. Mm-hmm. My pound for pound came out. I mean, I guess it came out a while ago, but re-established it today. Um, and maybe after watching these guys at cadets and juniors and whatever, um, you can pick some holes in, in. And you too, over there, peanut gallery. <laughs> what do you think about the well, pound I for pound? Well, I think McHenry. I think McHenry. Could definitely be on there. McHenry DM'd me last night. Well, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, Kurt. I was at a Tenacious D concert. He doesn't know who that is. No. (laughs) Kurt McHenry was, um, like, minus one years old. I know. I'm old. Old. Still coolest cat on the planet, though. Who, you? (laughs) Yeah. Wearing wearing Ric Flair Wu-Tang shirts? Hey, Fredwell sent me this. Hey, wasn't Ric Flair, like, almost dead or something? Yeah, he was. He's good. He's good? I've seen some videos him to well, his fans from the hospital saying he's all right. From the hospital? Yeah, he's still like in the hospital, but he's talking and everything. He's like got that thing in his nose. So so McHenry, yeah, that's the one you're that's the one you're going with. Well, Carr's one you mentioned. You know, I'm I'm higher on Carr than most. Um, it, I wonder. As good as I think Paris is, I'm, w- I'm just wondering resume he and Schultz. I feel like I just feel like Colton has a bigger resume. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I struggled with that. Cause if, I struggled if, with that both in the pound for pound and in the regular rankings. But in the regular rankings, in the regular rankings, you can't. <laughs> Josh Lowe does this on Intermat a lot. Um, I mean, this is his process, and so I guess I respect it. But I just can't bring myself to do it, right? If Christian Piles has a better resume than me, but I but I just beat you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're number one and I'm number seven, mm-hmm. and I beat you. Mm-hmm. Josh, a lot of times, will move me up to three and you to two, right? You get knocked yeah. down a peg. 
Josh will put two guys back to back that just wrestled. Yeah. And I get it. Uh, he's consistent with it, but I don't do it, right? So if Colton Schultz has a longer resume than Mason Paris, but Mason Paris beat him. Just beat him and they are on the same tier. I'm not putting Colton I'm not putting them back to back with the loser ahead. I'm not doing it. Could so. Silva go ahead a teamer? See, Silva should be ahead of Teamer. Yeah. Silver's behind Teamer? Yeah. That shouldn't be. Uh, Silva beat Teamer. <coughs> right? Where was that? Was it? Didn't Silver, Silva beat Teamer? At Super so, Dirty no, team. they didn't wrestle. DeSanto beat Teamer. Mm-hmm. DeSanto beat Teamer. Silva Silver beat DeSanto. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why I thought yeah. Silva over Teamer, which Teamer's is the 6-7 right Sasso. now. Now, you could say, you could say, well, this man... Jacory Teamer beat Sammy Sasso twice. That's fair, but yeah. at the same time, I think when when Silva's last loss, um, he won Iron Man, right? Yeah, I don't know when Silva's last loss was. But, Silva, huh? Silva lost to Spencer in the Iron Man finals. Okay, Spencer. So, um, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Spencer doesn't count. <laughs> um, also considered though. Silva doesn't really wrestle in the summer, right? Yeah, and that that's the that's the one thing with doing pound for pound. Like Michael Beard, when's I haven't mm. seen him since what? Uh, like national preps or something. Preps, and then before that, does he does he do Powerade or Iron Man? I can't Iron recall. Man. Iron Man. So we just haven't seen him as much. But Beard's Beard for me, I would as a prospect, I would take him over. All right, glad you asked. Let's switch over to. The big board. <laughs> um, Real quick, Joey Silva beat Jacory Teamer in the 2016 NHSCA finals. I knew it was something. 5 2. I, I knew it was a head 5 head. 2. Um, there you have it. Yeah, so that should be fixed. Um, 2019 big board came out. <coughs> oh, 19 now. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Go and so on. now we're talking prospects. Now we're talking prospects, is what I like. And it's interesting. It's interesting to me to get perspective and feedback from guys. Um, you know, Nomad and I do the rankings for prospects. You know, they're based a little bit on... Well, I'm looking at 18 here. You're looking at 18? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I brought up Michael Beard and you immediately plot twisted on me. And Well, to- because you said prospect. And so the 2019 big board came out. So we're t- I was well, going to talk prospect. about Michael Beard. All right, well... You want to talk about 2018? Well, just briefly, I, I would, as a prospect, I think Beard is would be maybe my number two overall. I think, I I certainly think he would belong ahead of Gavin. I feel strongly about that as a prospect. Both the weight he's going at, and I just think his style is is going to be money at the next level. I yeah, I take, can buy that. I'll take his career over Gavin's NCAA wise. Now sure. you. Um, me and Nomad put Brooks at 17, and that was obviously, you know, as a, a bit dated. We had the luxury of looking at him since then, but you love him as a prospect, right? Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, over, oh, oh, maybe on Whitlake's, beyond Whitlake's level. I, I think his potential is through the roof. This guy wrestles in Hagerstown, Maryland. Okay. Throw this guy in, in an environment. Yeah, we talked about that. It's scary. Well, I think I would bump. Oh my gosh, 
it, there's going to be a lot listen, of changes listen, in this listen, listen. next week. As a prospect, I, I Lee over Shane Griffith all day. Um, Aaron Brooks over Shane Griffith all day. Over Hydley all day. Oh, how do you have Brooks behind Hydley as, as a prospect? He just that was un- pretty far ago. This was before this far, is pretty oh, far ago. Oh, are you going to update these? Yes, next week. No, we're never going to update. Yeah, this is the last one ever coming out. Okay. We did these in May. This is final. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you, there's a chance for for sanity. To Total redemption. Out. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, because yeah, Lee and Brooks should definitely be significantly higher. All right, look at the new ones though. I want you to look at. I'm the f- looking at them. I'm you looking. want a fresh one? So now you got Kurt McHenry, number one overall prospect. Wow. Where? Thank you for putting VA for his state. You know, what do you? Oh yeah, good. I'm surprised you didn't sneak one in there. Kurt, yeah, personally, or uh, Kurt himself asked to be listed as Virginia on Wait. all flow rankings, and I kindly obliged him. He's from Leesburg. Well, I've always in the in the and I, I do it for the big board. I always had him Virginia. Yeah, big big board. I also feel should be their state of origin. Uh. Weight class rankings, I do feel, should be their state where they wrestle. Yeah, that's how I've always done it. Yeah, I agree. That's smart, smart process. Neat. Good job by you, Will. So, Kurt, number one, prospect. <clears throat> Thoughts, reflections. Woo-hoo. My reflection is skill-wise, you're, you're not going to hear any arguments from me. It's just, you know, there's going to be questions about his size. but And, and the weight he's going to be going into when he's in – he's going to be going into the – I think that's a good thing. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a thing to consider, right? But what's a good thing? Um, I think some of those guys will be cleared out now. Maybe not Spencer. Soriano will probably be gone by the time, unless he doesn't redshirt. Um, he's I don't, yeah I don't think he's gonna redshirt. Oh, unless Kurt doesn't redshirt. Mm. Yeah, you could be right about that. Uh, so okay, what you're getting at is. Fantastic prospect, maybe go into a weight that's super loaded. Right. Twenty five is always good, though. So who cares, right? Yeah, but you make a good point in that it could be an all time. Schultz is going into Gable's weight. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really good. But I think okay. So we put it out there. What does what does Greg Kirkfleet actually weigh? Someone tweeted at me. So do not take this as a fact. That he weighed like 200 for folk style nationals, I think it was. That's true. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done with this conversation. There's, you will not, there's no way. I will not believe that he is wrestling 197 in college. He weighs 200 pounds now. That's it. I don't care. I don't care. You, let's make a financial wager. You know who does care? Brandon Negum. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's the bet? What's the wager? Who will wrestle 197 in college? Okay. One Chipotle. I don't even like Chipotle. Bowl. Double meat. Gross. We live in Texas. Ah. You know how much good you know how much good Mexican food is here? I know they got Chipotle. And can, you you go Cadoba. Ch- yeah, gross. I'm sure there's a Moe's somewhere. There's a Moe's, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Listen, there is a little old Mexican lady across the street in a trailer. Cash only. That smokes that that blows them out of the water. Cash only, Spanish only, and you I need, will give you dollars. And you need five. You need five hours because she's like slaughtering the cow. There it takes forever. I don't care. She's a little old lady and she's awesome. And she's great. Food. She's um, incredible. I don't need to chill out. Speaking of, okay, so 
You say that he wrestles 97 in college. Yeah, I'm all in. I was all. Okay. I was all. I was with you. Now I'm. No, no, no. He's a 197. You're, you're. He's not as big as Jaden was in high school. You're going school. the wrong way. Listen. I should go higher than 285. How about this? He has to. He, is he going to start at 197? You're saying he's going to start at 197. Okay, when Gable graduates, maybe he'll go up to heavyweight at that point. I'm saying there's not going to be a Gable-Kirkfleet issue. That's this what is, I'm saying. What, this is an eyeball test. Yeah, it's okay, uh, whatever. I'll be. I bet you. I don't want Chipotle though. Give okay. me a Popeyes. Uh, we could do Popeyes. Popeyes versus Chipotle. No, both Popeyes. No, we. Ha- it has to be something. We both like Popeyes. We both like right? Popeyes. We're both huge fans of Popeyes. Big Popeyes. But Popeyes. let's do this because I don't like Chipotle. And and if you win, <clears throat> you're gonna make me buy you Chipotle. How about this? You have to buy me Jimmy John's. Because I don't like Jimmy. Because you don't like Jimmy John's. All right. Deal. Jimmy, I don't like Jimmy John's. They, you, you get no meat. I mean, double it up or something. No. It Did you come, not? We, we had it. I got adequate. it for you at freaking the trials. Did you not enjoy it? I had to get double meat. Did you enjoy it? You well, got it at NCAAs, too, after you ran about how much it sucked on Twitter. And there's you photographic hypocrite. evidence. Yeah. You love it. Oh, listen. In a survival situation a la NCAAs, when nothing was open, there was no... Yeah. What is was a survival so Okay. I'm going to... St. Louis, what was that? What was you? What were you about? I'm ashamed. Of Everything Saint Louis. was closed at like nine thirty. That is fake 10 news. Ten o'clock. You would have to. Hooters was like the only place open Hooters. in St. Louis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Fake news. I walked. Our Uber driver drove us to three different Jimmy Johns, and they were just closed. I ain't talking about Jimmy <clears> John's. <throat> Every, I, I walked past. I would. I would walk most okay. of the nights. There was this pizza shop <clears> open all night long. St. Louis. St. Louis style pizza is trash too. Oh yeah. my gosh! Nick V tried to sell us on this garbage pizza. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It wasn't. It wasn't alright. He was like, "This is the best place in St. Louis." The day before the tournament, we walked. We're like, "Okay, cool." We walked over there. It was trash. Oh, the only yeah, thing that was, was good trash. was fried ravioli. Emo. Fried ravioli was a revelation. Was it called Emos? Yeah, it was oh, trash. Don't go there. Don't, don't go, go to, to Emos. Emos. They're the, they're our anti sponsor. Oh my god. We're we're out here to hurt their. No, business. seriously. I went to the NCAA tournament back in like. 2005 when it was in St. Louis and I thought St. Louis was awesome and it's just gone downhill ever since. <laughs> Get it together, St. Louis. That's why the Rams <laughs> left. Well, wow. I, I'm this is I the mean, most fired up Bracky's been in a I long like time. I like when I like. We need hard, to start doing this. Once a show, I just get to rant about something. That's Wait, a good like hard Bracky's take, rants. but I'm telling you, I walked on that main drag. There was a good pizza shop open. I I actually knew that every night I could go there. Twelve one o'clock. Well, that was the only place. That and Hooters. Well, we didn't find that place. Also. There was another one on the end of the corner. <clears throat> it was a bowling alley, but it was like a nice bowling alley. Anyway, me nice and, bowling alley. Me and McDonough got food there at like 1 a.m. Oh, sick name drop, Matt McDonough. I'm excited for I'm Cleveland. Just saying they're open. Are you? Yeah. Should it was we, there over the summer. It's really nice. You, you know what you guys should do? Yeah. For what? We went to Train's wedding. We went downtown. Say who Train is. Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy Johnson. Two-time All-American. You got. You know what you guys uh-huh. should do? Ohio you guys Bobcats. should wait to get. Hotel rooms, because I'm sure they're not all sold out. Already. Bader's on it. We're Bader. staying at LeBron's house. Yeah, he's, he's, he's they're gonna, gonna be away on a road trip. Or or Kyrie's. Yeah, if Kyrie hasn't sold his, he hasn't sold it. We're just gonna squat there. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, you guys alluded to you. You said you gave a disclaimer. You said I heard the I heard he weighed 200. 
pounds. Don't yeah, you said a, you said wait. don't take this. This is a tweet. Don't take this as you know gospel. Gospel. Well, I was reading the message boards and they were like that was stupid. Listen, don't when when Christian tweets. I don't. I don't think Lugo's going to Iowa or something like that. Th- that's not an article. Christian didn't write an article. I hate on the message boards. Like, uh, flow flows like TMZ, and you, they are untrustworthy. And blah, blah. name a story that we got wrong. Name a name a story that we put in print that got wrong. Right? Did we ever mess up a recruit ever? No. So zip it. Zip it. <laughs> Fake news <laughs> because you put out a tweet. Right? Yeah. I put, out, I put out uh, rumors that, you know, rumors Suriano. <clears throat> oh, you guys are just trying to, you guys are just trying to get traffic. You're, you're just trying to Traffic start, to your Twitter? Start trouble. No. Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, it's a tweet. Listen, there's, there's Twitter and there's putting it in print, right? So take your TMZ garbage and go cry river. Well, basically they're crying about Teskey. Iowa State, but Penn State message, who's, who's crying message boards it? do it too. Iowa State's crying? No, Iowa. Oh, well, he's not coming, guys. Because they just got dunked on? Well, it could be. Yeah, they get. They, got, yeah. They got to be mad at something, I guess. If I mean, I, I'm sorry. If he goes to. Maybe he'll go to Iowa. Who knows? I certainly not my decision. I'm just. <clears throat> to me, if you want to hear the current goings on, the information. Like with Lugo, what he was telling other D1 coaches, what he thought about Iowa at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I was reporting. Yeah. Like I was reporting with Suriano when I'm in communication with people very close to that situation. Um, if you don't want that, I mean, take it or leave it, right? Yeah. But that's the same people, the same, not the same people. The message board chatter for years before Flo evolved into what they evolved into. 10, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I'm on the mat.com. People complaining. Five years ago, people complaining. Oh, there's no, there's no news. There's no, nobody ever digs. Nobody ever reports. Nobody ever tells you what's going on. Nobody ever tells you what they hear. Then you do tell people what they hear, and they're like, this is, this is gossip. Yeah. And I did hear that T- Teskey hasn't shut the door on Iowa State completely. But for me, I don't. <laughs> I, I look into that. He trains at Iowa State. It's like, it'd be kind of weird to be like, going there, sub coach dresser, and then like, I'm going to Penn State. So maybe that's why he's keeping that option open. Or, I don't know. I think, Iowa State's a great option. I mean, I think they get it nowadays, though. What do you mean? I mean, I think, I think, I think they let you train there. Oh, they, they I mean, would. Luke, they, Luke Pletcher trained at Pitt's room for 10 years and then went to Ohio State across the state lines, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't think Iowa State would say you can't train here anymore. I just think it would be uncomfortable. Would that yeah. not be uncomfortable? Yeah. It would be uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah, that's Teske. People so have to tes- remember these kids are 17 years old. They're going to change their mind overnight, too. Yeah. So, like, they, they could tell you something and fully believe it. And then overnight, they change their mind. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the moral of the story is there, there's a thread on Hawkeye Report right now saying flows TMZ because Willie tweets this and Christian tweets that. And, and g- give me a story. Give me a story that was published on Flow that was incorrect, on breaking news stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, if not, it's a tweet. It's a you're talking about tweets. If you don't, if it's fake news, if it's if it's sensationalism, unfollow me. Yeah. Or him or whatever. So, so what you next? So there, there we go. Um, I what are you doing? Really dug deep do. in that 2019 big board, there, guys. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get into that at all. So 2019 big board. Henry Schultz, Kirk Fleet. I'm giving away free information here. This is premium, top notch. Oh wow. So we have to. Yeah, we can't talk about it too much. Uh, you know I love. There's some names I don't know, like Brevin Balmacita. I'm not familiar with his work. I would, I would recommend you watch his match with another very. Uh, Kid that's high on the big board from NHSCA finals, he drops him on his dome very painfully. NHSCA oh. sophomore finals. I thought you were going to say the other kid. Balmacita. For a <clears throat> as, you, um, as you can see, we have Carter Storacci. Storacci rep very high. Yes, you do. And, and PA there, bias. There is a lot of interest nationwide. The coaches from all corners are trying to get this kid. Really? Any inklings on where? Um, where he's gonna go? Yeah. No, I don't have. I don't know where he's gonna go. I love Storaki. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be <clears throat> aces. I do too. I'd like to. Honestly, I'd like to see him wrestle Connor Brady. I mean, I'd take him against most anyone right now. Really? Another kid that we, me and Nomad, have very high in that. Higher than you would anticipate, right? Because they're prospect driven. These aren't these aren't based on results. They're based on a lot of it's based on what you see. Is, is Chris Foca? I mean, we have thirteenth in the country. Um, kid from Bergen Catholic. I just think he has all the upside in the world. Yeah, and I, Davenport, someone kind of had a breakout Fargo too, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone likes him a lot. Buziello at seventeen. And Davenport was uh, Akron was was good as well. I think Buziel is gonna make you eat that one. Seventeen. This kid wasn't he number one? Uh, he might have been number one at one time. Yeah, he was number one on this big board. So he's dropped sixteen spots. I know he's taken some L's, but he's probably gonna win Super Thirty Two again. I haven't. The, the problem, uh, another inherent problem, and maybe it's maybe it's something we have to pay more attention to before while we're doing the big board any big board is recency effect i mean guys like guys like silva guys like Busiello, we go a we go a pretty darn long time without seeing them you right. know i mean when's the last the last time <clears throat> the last time we saw Busiello was like may and he was taking losses where was that NHSCA duels. He lost to Malik Hines. And maybe somebody else. That was... He took losses at the last NHSCA The duels. year before that, too. He lost to Patrick Gould. And yeah, that was a random one. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. If, if we don't see him much and you take some, some L's, I guess you have to draw. But this is prospect ranking, so it's a little different. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, I didn't like what I saw in those matches. Right, right. No, I get what you're saying. Interesting so, how many uh, uncommitted guys. I think last year's junior big board, we saw a lot more committed earlier. So five good. of the top 45. I, th- I think by October, <coughs> I wonder if this is looking a little different. I wonder if they start rolling in at that point. I feel like kids are just earlier and earlier 
And that's what I wanted to get into was like, when are we going to see these guys committing? Because we're going to see a whole bunch over the next month. I mean, we got, we already talked about Art Alone. We got probably another kid that's going to commit on flow next week for seniors. And then I feel like once the seniors kind of get shaken out, then we're going to have a better idea of where these juniors are going. Hey, you know, I was just thinking about that reclassifying stuff. We talked about that two shows ago. Yeah. Nick Lee kind of almost did that last year. Or at least we talked about it. Like that. Yeah. I think it was getting thrown around. He's going to graduate yeah, It was getting kicked around that he would be able to enter second semester. Right. Or Jan semester. Right. Which would have been kind of like the first of its kind. We've never really seen that Yeah, before. will we ever see someone do that in wrestling? It happens a lot in football and basketball, but... I kind of want to. Yeah. I just, does it happen? Wouldn't it be crazy if, like... I don't know. Silva was just like wrestled Iron Man, and then all of a sudden he was at Michigan at like wrestling at Big Tens. That'd be awesome. Kyle, you follow it close. Yeah, that would be nuts. That would be pretty cool. That would <laughs> be like wins Iron Man and Big Tens in the really same cool. year. That would be like a ringer, right? Like we got a shot this year. Can you graduate? Like what if? What Can you if? Graduate in December. <laughs> what if Penn State really, really needed Nick last year and he did it? All right, and that would start like things like, I don't know. Maybe Iowa had Marinelli coming in, and they were in a hot title hunt. And like, hey, bull, can you get here by Jan one? We need you, bud. We need you for March. Can you go ahead and graduate real quick? But Kyle, you follow it. I mean, at least this topic better than I do. In college football, it's mostly quarterbacks, right? Yeah, because they want them to get in there and learn the offense as soon as possible. But now you're starting to see it with like just the best guys in the recruiting class. Is that right? Like I remember I saw an article about Texas. They had like. Nine guys graduate in December and enroll in January. It's also fun to see, and Bracky, this would be cool for, like, for flip football. But anyway, to see the guys who came in early and then did really well. Like, like Amari Cooper did that for Alabama, and then he obviously exploded. So Amari Cooper came in early. He was an early high school graduate. Yeah. So it would be interesting if guys start doing it in wrestling and compare, like, hmm, does that extra, because I think it obviously does, does that extra – few months give you a little boost of course well that would be yeah that would be i don't know counterintuitive i don't know right in wrestling everybody gets held back right Every, wrestling but everybody gets held back more, now you're gonna say uh what well, hold you back but now the big difference is though in football so when you do that you get spring practice then you get all summer mm-hmm. and then you get you know your fall training camp then you start playing if they do in wrestling, are you gonna throw them in the lineup right away, right. or are they gonna, you know, just practice with the team the rest of that semester and then go all the way till the next season? So, in football, you're going almost you're just getting a whole year of extra practice essentially. Mm. Talking about practice. Anyways, I think it's go time. Nine o'clock. All righty. Here in Austin, Texas. Tuesday, you back? You next? I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. No reason. Do you think you'll wear a free T-shirt on Tuesday or? <laughs> Big shout out to NC State Wolfpack. Thank you for this T-shirt. And uh, yeah, I probably will wear a free T-shirt, just like the one you're wearing. I don't think that. Just like the one you're wearing, Judgment. I don't think that. Did they send that to you? I'm I'm pretty sure John Reno. Is that the one that came in John Reno's box? No. No. It is not. I got this when I because I went. Oh. Big shout out to Frank Beasley. Not there anymore. George Mason. And uh, we will be back Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Later.